When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Welcome to the Side Hustlers podcast. I'm your host from iHeartRadio, Carla Marie. In each episode, I talk to someone different who is following a passion outside of their day job or someone who has taken that side hustle, that passion, and turned it into their full-time job. Now, my day job, my full-time job is hosting the Carla Marie and Anthony Morning Show on 106.1 KISS FM in Seattle. You can listen live on your radio in Seattle or live on our iHeartRadio app or you can also catch it wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, enough about me. This week's guest is Erica, and Erica is the founder and creator of Made by Erica, which is a graphic design social media company that is really just launching. And when you hear Erica's story and how she finally launched her own company in the most epic time to launch her own company, you're gonna be super inspired. I know I was. This is Made by Erica. For a lot of people, you know, why are you waiting? You know what you want to do. This is something you want to do. Get up your butt and do it. I'm a hustler, side, side, hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side, hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side, hustler. Come on, ask about me. Yo, yo, it's the Side Hustlers Podcast with Carla Marie. And this week, joining us from Bayonne, New Jersey, is Erica Rivera. Hello, Erica. Hi, Carla Marie. How are you? Doing okay. I'm live from my closet. (laughs) This is amazing. (laughs) So Erica, let's talk about what your side hustle now hustle is. And then we're going to get into your whole story because you really do have an incredible story. But so for reference, what is 
made by Erica. So basically, I'm an industrial designer and graphic designer. So I kind of designed Made by Erica as a creative services website where I do logos, uh, social media posts, uh, content, branding, anything like that. And then in addition to that, because I'm a creative, I also offer my own posters, custom um, recipe cards. And yeah, that's kind of it is just kind of my brand based on who I am. And part of my culture is a lot of what I base my art on. Well, and people can uh, follow along. It's madebyerica.com. And your work is incredible. And it's bright yes. and it's fun so they can see there and then your instagram is underscore made by erica so they can see what we're talking about as we're talking yes. about it somebody else has the made by erica and i couldn't take it back of course it, it happens it <laughs> happens to the best of us i get it i got the carla marie was... because carla marie was like a basket weaving person i mean come on that is so not my my thing so yeah i get it it's all good so mm-hmm. Your day job, though, kind of, well, former day job, and we'll get into that, but it bled into this world of your side hustle. So what was your day job? Sure. So I went to school for industrial design, and basically what that is, in particular to what I did, was building in 3D. So I did uh, drawings in uh, 3D programs for displays, for example, for a company. So like um, Sally Hansen, a lot of their plastic trays that went into their stores, I did all the drawings for every plastic tray in there until we lost them as a client last year. So like for the past five, six years, every single tray passed through my hands that you'd see in a store, a Target, a Walmart, CVS, Walgreens, and then other companies like we launched Dove Baby in Canada. So I basically did the engineering drawings. They would take my drawings, manufacture the display, and then it would go into stores. So what like, what kind of background do you need to be able to know how to do store displays? Like, yeah, you, you just said, you know, design, but that seems very intricate. Oh, like they did not prepare me in college for that. Like, <laughs> absolutely. Like, absolutely not. It was just, I mean, they prepare you in a sense of like, okay, you learn a little bit of everything because my major was industrial design. I went to Kane or Kane. I always screw that up. Just basically learning how to build in 3D and then like you draw it flat and you can just like, I don't know how to describe it, but like extrude it and lift it up and build it. And so like if you get an Ikea catalog and like the how to put things yeah. together, I also did those things. So I would draw every part. I'd have to say where the screw no. hole goes, what kind of screw goes Jeez. in there, what okay. size. It is hard for know us to actually put <laughs> Ikea stuff together. I can't imagine what it's like for you to draw on how to put it together. Right. That seems it, that's awful. And it's just a high stakes thing because there's very little room for error. And it's also just a culture of like, people are waiting for you to screw up. So like, if you put a hole in the wrong place, like that was one I'm of gonna the things you. that I yeah. don't miss is, is the culture of it. Because it was like somebody, certain people would wait to pounce and, oh, well, somebody screwed up. The shelf fell down, you know? And it's like, so every time you did something, it's like quadruple checking to make sure that like you didn't screw anything up because it's, you get one shot. Like it's, you know, it's hard when they're cutting things out of wood and metal, they cut one time, what? you know, it's not like, Oops, made a mistake like cardboard displays my company also did but I didn't really do too much of that that you can just cut a new one it's cardboard yeah it's like everywhere but yeah so that was just very like high stakes with that making sure that your work is accurate that's not a job that like I even think about existing like you what you had to do so that it's just crazy to me that you did that and now you've turned it into something complete not completely different I mean you have obviously the background but what you're doing now is is so different and how you got there is really mm-hmm. cool so you're so new to this world. You're the made by Erica world. Unbelievably yes. new at this point of when we're recording this. So this year has been a crazy year for a lot of people and you as well. So when you kicked off 2020, where was your head at with your career and what you wanted to do? Wh- what was it looking like for you in January? 2020 started out literally January 5th. I had a new apartment. My mom moved to Florida. So I already knew the year was going to be like my mom's my best friend. You know, I have two sisters, uh, 
you know, one's in Florida, one's up here. But like, I was already in a transition of that and then thinking about, okay, I was highly aware that I did not want to be at my day job forever. But I knew that like, in order to transition to something for my own, I had to start something on the side. So that was kind of in the back of my head, like, what are the skills I have? What can I do? You know, so after I got my moved in and rearranged everything, then the virus happens. And it was like, oh, okay, you know, adjust to working from home. That's one thing. Yeah. Then was the, you know, okay, then organizing the apartment because when I'm stressed, I rearrange furniture. As all creators do. (laughs) I need to move something. So then, you know, I started laying out because I went to school for industrial design, but before that I had an associates in graphic design. So I had always done like graphics, like embedding invitations or things like that in the back of my head. And I learned from my other side hustles that like I enjoy making things, but I didn't want to turn into like a manufacturer of things because you you can get really into that very easily. And it's like, okay, that didn't bring me joy. I learned those lessons. What can I do? And then that's how kind of Made by Erica came about. Then what was the first thing you did for Made by Erica? And how did you get to that point? So it started out last year. I turned 40 and I, uh, my sister was like, oh, you know, we're going to throw it because they can't surprise me. I'm just terrible (laughs) with that. And so they told me and I said, oh, well, since I'm, I mean, my family's creative, but they're not creative in the mm. sense like they don't waste their time doing nonsense. And I love the nonsense. So I was like, can I do the centerpieces for the party and the favors and all the stuff and pick the theme? You know, and I was like, listen, if you really want me to be happy, you. that's all that I asked for. <laughs> so I tried to look for decorations I wanted in Puerto Rican. So I wanted like a Latin theme, but a lot of things out there were stereotypical, oh, yeah. like sombrero. And, and part of it is like offensive and part of it is like it's not my culture either. So then I made all of my own table centerpieces and everything. And I had this dessert table and I made a giant poster of Celia Cruz because she's the queen of salsa. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and one of her famous lines was azúcar, which is sugar in Spanish. And I'm like, oh, that'd be great for the table. So unknowingly, that was the first real piece that I did for Made by Erica. And then it wasn't until I moved and I was looking to hang up art on the wall that I remembered that. And then I turned it into a vertical poster and I was like, I hung it over my sofa. So when you say you turned it into it, like you redid the art, like you didn't just take that same poster and spin it. No, because when it was horizontal, it, right. it was just a different like layout. I didn't say that it wasn't framed. It, it just wasn't, uh, you know, it was just busier than I would want it. So then I said, you know what? If I was making a poster that I'd want to find in Home Goods, let me, because that's the other thing. I couldn't find anything in Home Goods that I liked or wanted to, you know, just hang up in my apartment that kind of represented me that was vibrant yeah. and colorful. You sitting here saying, oh, I just, you know, I just made my uh, centerpieces and my <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Like you just said it so matter of factly and so like, yeah, yeah. So, and I'm like, you did what? Like, do you realize how crazy that is? Well, when I tell you what they were, they were crazy because. <laughs> I found a a shape of a pineapple in Target and it was like a wood thing that was the shape of a pineapple. So then you're going to laugh. But then I 3D printed black sunglasses so that the pineapple could have sunglasses. Then I put the pineapple on top of a box that was a different city in Puerto Rico. And then each box, I decorated it with things that were signature to that city. So like Old San Juan is famous for like their colorful houses and stores. And then, you know, different cities are ocean themes, beach, surfing. So that was kind of that. So (laughs) when people show up to your 40th birthday party that was thrown by your family but really you did it (laughs) what did they say about the decorations well they knew it was me and they knew I was not surprised because then they knew because they were my one cousin's wife she was wondering she's like I was wondering how they were going to pull it off knowing how you are and I said yeah (laughs) how you are but I'm assuming people love the decorations yeah they did definitely if someone wanted to do something like that for themselves now like a party is that something you would do with Made by Erica yeah and that's definitely because it's so new I'm still in the phase of what is it that I want it to be I mean I kind of know what I want it to be but I'm just slowly like my first release was the posters like I'd love to 
to make things, but I'd love to have my own line of things, you know, obviously on a smaller scale of the centerpieces so that I'm not physically making each one. But, but yeah, like if I could have my own party pack of designed paper yeah. plates, napkins, you know, just fun, colorful stuff. That's, that's, uh, you know, maybe like phase two, since we're talking in phases well, yeah, everywhere now. Yeah, right. Every, everything is a phase now. <laughs> so you said earlier that you wouldn't want to be a manufacturer, but say you make these party packs and then Target sees them and says, hey, we want to work with you and buy these or buy your design. Is that something you'd be interested in? Yeah, definitely. I, I asked that as yeah, if I like so. I work for Target, but I don't. But <laughs> well, I, I was cu- I'm curious to see where you want to go with this. Well, and you know what's funny is I obviously listen to your podcast and I forget her name who owns Alaire. Shandon. Yes. So I just love her store. And I thought if I could turn that into an online store and, you know, at some point it doesn't have to be everything I make, but, you know, I could have my own line of things, whether yeah. it's greeting cards or things like that. Just, you know, knickknacks, keychains, just like fun stuff, you know, that I'd love like to curate a collection of, of things. And, and then stuff. Shannon could sell your stuff in her actual store, too. Look at this. This is mm-hmm. amazing. I love that <laughs> we're talking to you. There have been a few guests on this podcast who are at the very beginning of something, of something amazing. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I love that we're at that point with you because I can see all of the excitement. I can see your gears going of all the things you want to do. But it did take a little bit for you to get to this point. So you had a really cool moment earlier this year with Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary V, a lot <laughs> of people know him on Instagram as that. He's a super cool guy. The first time I heard of him, I watched him speak at um, a big event for college students. And it was about his company, The Wine Library. Now, now he launched mm-hmm. Empathy Wines, where one of my friends, Jake, actually works. Jake from Elvis Duran in the Morning Show. He now is at mm-hmm. Empathy Th- Wines with Gary Vee. So you got to do something with Gary Vee earlier this year. So tell us about that. So I like to scare myself into doing things, much <laughs> like how we got on this podcast. You know, yeah. I like to push myself to the edge of the cliff and then I'll figure out how I'm going to land. So quarantine started a couple days in. He started a tea with Gary Vee at 9, at 9 a.m. in the morning. He would do like an hour to two hour live just basically call in show, but like video chatting and okay. whatever with like people with small businesses or people that just had questions. And so one day he was like, oh, post it on your Instagram feed, you know, the screenshot of this. And if you want to be on or whatever, or why do you listen? So I did. I said, you know what? What are the chances? It was four days in, you know, maybe they'll notice. So they did. And then his team commented. And that was like, oh, okay, this is a thing. And they were like, hey, can you chat tomorrow? What did you say in your comment? I just took a screenshot and I just said that this has become part of my new uh, routine because working from home, you know, you got to develop routines of like what I'm doing in the morning. You know, it's easy to put the TV on all day, you know, but I need like, you know, just to create some structure. Yeah, they they obviously love that you were listening um, and watching. But for people who don't know Gary Vee, like he is super motivational and he is incredible so the fact that you (laughs) then got time with him is crazy and awesome so what was your time like with him and and tea with Gary V so I was like just sweating trying to think of what question I'm gonna ask because you know what do you ask like some of the stuff you I listen to his content so much I know the answer to already but then it's like you don't want to make it a dumb question you know and it wasn't until I was in the shower that morning that I just was like I asked him because I knew like, people pay a lot of money for his time yeah so I knew I needed to make it worth it you know I didn't want to blow it because then I'd be mad at myself and I was like future Erica would not be happy if she blew it and so I basically asked him uh being a jack of all trades like a creative person with so many different yeah. things what can I do with it and then he noticed the Celia Cruz poster hanging behind me in my living room and then he was like that and then he was like just sell those make more of that and then that's kind of how that happened and it went by that's, so quick it's nuts to me so because you 
and everyone is like this, you needed someone else to tell you that. Like, you knew you could do that. You knew it was yes. something you love, but he was like, do that. And you're like, oh, duh, yeah. Did you tell him, like, oh, I made this poster? Like, how did it come up? He asked for a little bit of context, what I did and what yeah. I mentioned. Like, I make things, and I said, this is one of the things that I made. Oh. And then and then he just interrupted me. It was like, well, then make more of that. Duh. You know? <laughs> and it was like, oh, okay. And then you did. So you hung up with Gary Vee on that call. What was the first step to really, like, jump into Made by Erica? Step one was panic. And then... Uh... <laughs> right. <laughs> And then step two was make a plan. I knew I only had one poster. And so I was like, all right, I need to create more. So I said, all right, let me launch with maybe like four or five different posters and then kind of develop a color scheme and what my theme is going to be so that and then kind of did some research and okay that's a big poster I want to do smaller prints people can buy then it was like so I have them in eight by tens and then also five by seven postcards as well so it was kind of like okay that was the I already had the name made by Erica I just didn't know what to do with it I own the domain already for like a year and I was just sitting on it and so then it was just you know after panic create and then make a plan and then get the website going and yeah so your style of art you would describe it as indie warhol yeah sort of like pop kind of very colorful bright vibrant like indie warhol ish yeah i love it like i went on your website i'm like oh my god all of this is so fun like i want to hang these <laughs> things in the studio it, it, it's super cute what you have but you talk a lot about like social media you can help people with social media so have you mm-hmm. gone to do any part of that with made by erica or do you just have like a game plan for what that will be i'm working on a logo for actually funny enough this woman i used to 3d print cookie cutters for which was another side hustle uh, we'll get there um, <laughs> i'm i'm doing her logo uh redoing her logo for her business and then i also did uh two different social media posts for this woman who was a life coach and she was having an event and she just needed a post to promote her events on uh, IG Live. And then somebody else, I did another event for another person that I used to uh, 3D print cookie cutters for. So when you were um, really launching Made by Erica, deciding, okay, I'm going to put these posters up after talking to Gary, you still had a full-time job. Right. Luckily, working from home, you're able to, you know, do some of that stuff. But that Mm -hmm. all kind of got flipped on its head and your side hustle became your main hustle very quickly without really you making any decisions. I was sort of expecting it only because our the company I worked for had just a history of randomly, well, not randomly when they do it every year, laying off people just like five or six people at a time. So, you know, when I got, I was not expecting it that day, particularly, you know, I went to the post office. I had, I was like, oh, I'm going outside. It's an event put a mask on, you know, match your outfit. You know, I have a neon sneakers on. I'm like, this is great. And then my phone rang with my headphones and then I heard my boss and I'm like, oh no, it's not. Fantastic. We don't have a job. And so then I was like running back to my apartment because my computer was still on to make sure that, you know, I closed out anything and I had anything on there. And I was like, oh, I had seconds to like get my stuff off of there. Not that I saved anything on there, but right. I just saved open tabs, whatever. Yeah. And so, yeah. So it just happens like uh, just so fast. Yeah. So in that moment, are you obviously you lost your job. So that's kind of like that is a yeah. big deal. That's where your income was. That's, you know, that was your livelihood. <laughs> but did you have a moment of relief at all or what was it like to okay now you get to dive into your side hustle it was such relief it's like breaking up with somebody that you didn't that you knew wasn't good for you but you hung around anyway and it's a really hard thing to do and then they broke up with you and you're like oh thank you god (laughs) as much as like (laughs) as much as I was appreciative for my time there I it was also just a relief to be like I don't have to do something that didn't feel good 
anymore because I was there for about nine years. Oh, whoa, that's a long time. Yeah, because I went back to school a little later in life. So then that was the first job out of by the time I finished college. Okay, so you were like, then you were forced into your side hustle. Now main hustle. Yeah, because it, it was it was on my mind. And then like, after I was like, you know, freaking out about money, then it was relief. And then it was like, okay, well, I started America. I need to move faster and that's when I added all, also in like the graphic design services and stuff. Because initially it was going to be the posters and the pop art. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, when you're thinking about money, money, I'm like, oh, well, what else? I've done, you know, graphic for, for other people. So why not just keep going? And I, I enjoy doing it. And the timing is kind of crazy when you look at it, because if you didn't have that conversation with Gary Vee well, a month before you got laid off, like where would your brain have been when you got laid off? Like where would your mind have been? You wouldn't have had this thing to put your time into and all your energy and something to fall back right. on mentally in most cases. So it's just that whole go for it thing. Mm-hmm. It's so it is so important and it's not easy. You said you were scared. You, you like throwing yourself into things. But if you didn't do that, look at all the things you wouldn't have had. Right. And it's just so funny because even thinking about it, like after the Gary Vee thing, I kind of felt guilty. It was a weird sense of guilt because I knew like I had been blessed with a free conversation with Gary. He gave me free advice and it wasn't really advice that I needed because I knew it myself. But then I was like, I guess you, you, you feel guilty sometimes and good things happen to you. And I'm like, I don't want to blow it. Like I'm very fortunate at this moment. You know, also I'm healthy. You know, there's tons of people out there sick, you know, so it's like, uh, you know, so for a minute there, I said, that's when I started sewing masks because after the Gary Vee thing happened, I just felt so guilty. I'm like, all right, I got to do this, but you know, I wish I could help people out, you know, and I was concerned about going out and volunteering because I have asthma. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's like a health concern. I was like, oh, I can make masks. Found somebody on Facebook. So I made like about 200 masks. Like, I wouldn't even know where to start (laughs) that. I love that you just like, yeah, so I just started making masks and I made 200 of them. What? Like, how did you figure that out? How, what was that whole process? And you did that just because you felt like you needed to give back because Gary Vee did something for you. Yes. So I followed this influencer. Her name's Mimi G. She happens to be Puerto Rican as well. She makes her own patterns, like clothing patterns. Wow. And so she posted on Instagram a tutorial for a mask. And I was like, oh, I have tons of fabric left over from another side hustle of when I did canvas bags. And so I had a sewing machine sitting in the closet and I said, I can dust this thing out that I haven't used in like four years and let me cut a pattern. And so I ordered elastic and then figured that out and found someone. I would drop off the mask. A few of my uh, friends had asked for some masks. I didn't want to sell them because I wasn't going to get into like the mask selling business. But, you know, I just wanted to. Then I had to stop doing the masks once I got let off because then I needed to shift my focus and put that energy into Made by Erica. So you made 200 masks in what kind of time? I want to say about three weeks, I think. You're a maniac. I don't remember where April went. No. I don't remember what March was. Like, I remember half of March. May? So, like, all that happened, I think, in the span of April. Jeez. Yeah, because it's been four weeks since I got uh, laid off. So that probably puts it, like, first weekend. Oh, May 14th, to be particular, at 4.29 p.m. But who's counting? (laughs) (laughs) But we always hear people that are like, oh, pay it forward, do a good deed. But no one really thinks of it as like, you got good advice or someone gave you their time. I'm going to go do something else. Often it's it's a physical thing or someone did something for me that's not the thought of advice. And I think if we all start taking a page out of your book in the sense of this person gave me their time, I should do that for other people too. I think we'd have a... a much better world. 
at this point. And I know that has nothing to do with side hustling, really, but it, it's such a good character trait of yours, I think, that people can take a page out of. And I hope so. And I think it ties into Gary Vee because he named his wine, wine Empathy Wines. And I think that's something that I wish more people would have a little bit of in this world. And I think it would be better, like, to just be able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes for a minute, mm-hmm. you know, just to take a time out and be like, wow, you know, like, you know, I was super grateful in a terrible time that was going on. I was able to realize, wow, some people are having the worst days of their life. I was doing good in quarantine. You know, my family was like, they're very extroverted. So like, oh, I miss going to the stores. I'm like, no, I'm fine inside. <laughs> yeah. I'm, a, I'm ready for this. Yeah. You know, we're good. I have enough things to keep me busy. But, you know, I just think I, I wish people thought of other people a little bit more when they operated their daily life. And then maybe, you know, people would be so angry. No, I, I couldn't agree or say that any better than you just did. You keep mentioning other side hustles or other side hustles and they're all different things. So let's talk mm-hmm. about the other Erica side hustles you've had <laughs> over the years. Where do we even start with them? I used to make wedding invitations. Okay. But that wasn't really ever a business. That was more for like friends and family. But the first real one was House of Biotti, which was a handmade jewelry line that I had sent you some jewelry uh, for what's trending on Z100. What year was this? That was 2015, I want to say, I think. Yeah. It's crazy because when you first wrote to me, you mentioned that you sent me jewelry from What's Trending and I didn't know the name of the company. But right before we started talking, you said that. And I was like, I actually remember that company. And I remember talking (laughs) about it on the air. And it's crazy that you've been you've been at it since then. So you Mm -hmm. made this jewelry. What? Yes. What happened? Why didn't it become more and why does it not exist? Um, well, one of the things, I mean, I started with that because I knew I had wanted to start a business. That was around the time that I also started listening to podcasts. Okay. I realized I wanted to make something. I wanted a side hustle. I wanted a side business. I knew I didn't, you know, want to just work in an office every day. And so I started looking at things I like and I like wearing jewelry. So then I went on YouTube, how do you make a bracelet? So <laughs> then I did that. Then I took the train to the city, bought a bunch of jewelry supplies and I did that. And then, you know, uh, it doesn't exist anymore because I just, at the end of the day, I, my heart wasn't a hundred percent into it and it wasn't really telling a complete story. And it's also a difficult thing to do. And because I wasn't physically making like I was making the pieces, but I was buying beads and I was buying right. string and everything to put it together. So I felt like because I wasn't like hand forging or, you know, just actually welding the pieces together myself, it wasn't as creative as I could be. So I kind of shelved that. And I said, I knew when to let it go. I tried it out for like a good two years. And then after that, Jeez. I kept the name, but then wanted to do canvas bags because I'm obsessed with not using plastic. Like yeah. I love with plastic for like as long as I can remember I've been crying about recycling and so then I was like oh well maybe I can do canvas bags and screen print designs on them but I didn't know how to screen print so then I went on the internet and how do you screen print ordered all the stuff did that but then that what screen printing process is a lot Mm -hmm. when you live in a one-bedroom apartment I don't have a garage I don't have a studio it's a lot of equipment it's a lot and it's just messy and it it was just you know so and it was hard it was a hard sell like I remember doing a street fair in Bayonne and some people like oh are these free and I was like oh no they are not (laughs) you know (laughs) so what were you screen printing on them the word free like um, why do people think they were free I think because other businesses from the town were there, like banks, and banks give out free stuff. Mm. So I think people thought, like, I was a bank where you can get free pens. So, you know, nah. they weren't, uh, not so much, you know, and you can't, like, be, and I even got yelled at because I left the thing early <gasps> because I was out there for, like, it was, like, it went, I think, like, eight hours, but by, like, hour five, I had had enough, and I was just, and then the next day, it was a two-day thing, and they came back, and they were like, you left early yesterday, and I said, well, it wasn't busy yesterday. 
you know, it was, I was just, <laughs> that's when I knew, like, maybe I don't belong in street fairs. I just okay. Yeah. Not, not gonna, and everybody's I, not going out for street fairs. Listen, it is uh, markets and street fairs. That is, those are long days, grueling days and exhausting days and like full days, full weekends. So if you're got a full-time job and then you're doing a market on the weekend, you're just nonstop working. So right. that's a whole nother world. I think it was too generic of a market. Like if I had picked something that was smaller and more concentrated, mm-hmm. now I look forward to possibly doing markets again because now I know what I'm looking for. I'm not going to do a regular street fair. Yeah. But there were still more side hustles, right? That you did? Yes. Okay. So I did the bags. And then I also did like little hand pouches that I sewed. And then, um, so I shelled that as well. And so then a couple of years went by and then we got a 3D printer at work. And I remembered uh, vaguely learning about 3D printing in school, but then I knew already how to draw in the programs to make the files. I just needed the thing. So I started 3D printing some things at work. And then I thought, well, what do I like to do? I like to bake. And I don't know. I, I honestly don't know what, I think it was just trying to 3D print things at work. And I made like a, an emoji cookie cutter. And, I, and then it, something clicked and I'm like, oh, I can make cookie cutters and like sell them to people. So then I went and like, bought How does your brain printer. work? It is crazy to me. The best way I could describe it is like the 40 tabs I have open on my Safari <laughs> Okay, browser. then maybe I've got the same tabs. I'm hoping that I can then take them into <laughs> ideas at some point. So thank you yes. for that inspiration. So you buy your <laughs> own 3D printer for at home. Yes, yes. And I spent a good probably 40 to 50 hours learning how mm. to use it, fix it, because there's no stores, there's no technicians to mm. call. It's still so new that you, you know, figuring out the material that's yeah. food safe, then going onto websites, getting customers. And so I did that for a good, I think, three years. Whoa. So I would stop that. And I was actually doing it up until this fall, but then the printer kept breaking down. And every time to try and fix it, it was like five, six, seven, eight hours looking at YouTube videos. And like, I just... I just couldn't do it anymore fixing the stupid machine. Like, I, it's just a lot. And there was no place I can bring it to no. do. And, and, you know, I appreciate the techie people, but I can't code. I don't know. Like, I, I already replaced wires. I, you know, I did all the things and my brain was like, I, I, I just, I, I couldn't anymore. So, so I, shut the, I shut that website down. Whoa. So the business died with the printer. Yes. And then there was nothing else in between that and Made by Erica, right? No, okay. no, no, no. <laughs> but you did do a cool freelance gig. Um, was that earlier this year with Ulta? November to January. How did you personally get to work with Ulta if you, you know, weren't really launching Made by Erica at that point? How did that happen? The way it works is different companies do different displays for different brands. So like my day job, we had a contract with Sally Hansen, Cody is their parent company. We do all that. Then at night, I would do freelance for various other mm. manufacturing companies that needed 3D parts drawn and things like that. And so that was one of the companies. They had a client, and it was for a nail, uh, nail polish that's vegan. And so they said, they need this display. You get a picture. And then it was like, well, how would you make it? And so then I need to draw the parts and tell them how I would make it. This would be wood. How thick is the wood? These are where the shelves go. Lots of like... I, this is probably the hardest I worked in a single thing because there was so many revisions working at night, just like late into the night. Because again, I couldn't do it during the day. I had yeah. a day job. Is it in stores? It's in a box in the back of the store because it was supposed to come out right as uh, the corona hit. Okay, so eventually it will be in an Ulta store. Are you allowed to tell us the name of the nail company so people can see it? Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, it's Nailtopia. Okay. That's super cool. So it's a a vegan uh, nail polish line and they basically were launching and they got a really good spot in Elta. So it was kind of a big deal for them as well to showcase their vegan nail polish. That'll be really cool for you though to get to see it in an Ulta store. Yeah. And I think what makes that cool and different than anything I've done at my day job is like 
it was mine as in I didn't have anybody breathing down my neck thinking they knew more than me or mm-hmm. telling me what to do. That can happen a lot in corporate America, especially being a woman too. You sometimes. don't say. <laughs> you know? And it's like everyone's gotta chime in and you gotta put the face like, you know, I respect your opinion. That sounds like such a good idea that somebody else can implement. You know? Please keep telling me more. I don't know anything <laughs> about what happens. And, you know, no, oh. I listen, I, I get it. And that is part of the reason why I love this podcast, because guess what? No one can tell me what to do because it's mine. So I get it. And yeah, I absolutely. understand the whole like how you said you felt like the relief and having your own thing and it's yours and no one else mm-hmm. had their hands in it. Like I fully understand. And I think a lot of people listening right now are thinking the same thing and maybe feel trapped in their job right now because of the world that we're currently living in, but are listening to you thinking, okay, there is light at the end of the tunnel. There is something I can do. What can I do with my time? What are the little things I can do? Like, do they have that poster hanging up near them Mm -hmm. or something that they've made? And I think a lot of us will try to dive too deep. And most recently, I had Tanisha from Law Beauty Essentials back on the podcast. And Mm -hmm. one of the things she said to me in her original episode was, don't go too deep. Everyone tries to go too deep to find their passion when really it's just, what do you like? And for you... It was the posters right there on your wall. You saw it every day. So it's kind of crazy when you look at that and it's, it's something that's right there. And I think definitely, I think people, I'm, I'm definitely a way overthinker, but, and I think the best time to start is while you have a job. It also takes the stress off of if you aren't looking forward to going to your job, you can be excited about what's going to get you out of that job. You know, and it's a perfect time to try things. And I've always been the, I'll try. And if it doesn't work, I'll move on from it. Like I'm not married to it. Like, oh, it failed. I'm a failure. No, what's the next thing? You know, I'm not defined by the things that I do. You know, unless they're really good things. And <laughs> then, then, yeah, it can be defined by it. No, I think your case in point mm-hmm. with exactly what you just said, with all the ideas you had. And I'm sure you loved doing those things at some point. And that's okay that they didn't work out because you moved on. It wasn't the end of the world. And I think that's Mm -hmm. incredible that you were able to continuously find things and almost turn a love and a hobby into a side hustle. And that's the Mm -hmm. goal at the end of the day is to do that and then hopefully make it your main hustle. And that's where you're at right now. I want to remind everyone madebyerica.com. The links are also clickable in the description so that they can check out what you're doing and follow along because this is evolving. I mean, by the time this podcast posts, you'll probably have different things on your website and, and different game plans. So how you got to Side Hustlers. Now, you listened to Elvis Duran in the morning show. Mm-hmm. That's how you knew me because I'm you know, born, I'm born and raised in New Jersey, grew up there. And then you kind of follow along on social media. I would catch you sharing my podcast. And I was like, what the mm-hmm. heck? Who is this person? How cool is that? <laughs> so thank you for sharing Side Hustlers because that is like one of the biggest compliments I can get at all is you thinking this was good enough (laughs) for someone else to hear it. So thank Mm -hmm. you for that. But recently you shared the episode with Shanika and Kita. And I thought it was super cool because I said to you that episode meant so much to me for so many reasons. And you said to me, as a Latina woman, you would have hoped to have more representation on this podcast. And I was like, well, what do you do? And we got to talking and I was like, wait, why didn't you tell me you had a side hustle? And that's how I realized how new it was. So I appreciate you for being honest with me and saying that. So thank you for that. You know, one of the things I shared, I love podcasts and it's back to the, um, I share them all the time because I wish more people listen to them because you can learn so much. Yeah. I think people think learning stops at school and it doesn't, you know, and, and, Every podcast I've listened to has helped me become part of who I am today. And I love your podcast because it's just so many stories of whether it's the brewery or the chubby glass or, (laughs) you know, the Roosevelt's. Everybody's got a thing. And so, you know, it also keeps my motivation when I'm not feeling it. I know that they at some point will wear 
I was. And then when I saw, I was listening to your podcast and you started about uh, revisiting your small businesses Mm -hmm. because of the virus and how everybody's doing. I thought that was great. And then when you had the conversation with uh, Shanika and Kita, I just thought it was just, I loved your honesty and your willingness to ask questions. What should I do? What can I do? And just opening up and letting them speak too from, from their point of view. What's it like as a woman, let alone what's it like as a black woman to run a business? And, you know, it's just, uh, I thought that was really awesome to just open the door so that people can just hear a different conversation they wouldn't normally hear. Yeah, and I never had thought about doing that before. And I was like mad at myself for that. But like Kita said, what are you going to do moving forward? And that's what when you kind of like came to me in that moment, I was like, oh my God, this is like, let's get you on the podcast. And why hadn't we done this before? Well, because your side hustle was so new. So I was like, all right, let's do this for real. I love that. But in your case, then as a Latina woman, is it different for you to run a business? And what kind of things are you thinking of because of your your culture and your nationality and your heritage? I think it's and I was thinking about this all day, too. I listened to your most recent episode and it was so funny. Some of the similarities, like when they talked about hair, like hair is such a big thing in our culture, too. Like my hair is curly now. I have a lot of it, but I wear it straight a lot. And that's a whole thing. Like I feel more confident when it's straight. But then it's like that's a whole dynamic, like love your natural hair Mm -hmm. and all that. And so that's one of the things like I've never been on an interview with curly hair. What? Just because it's just one of those you look more professional with straight hair, you know, like wait, like how she said with the braids, wait till you get in the job. Then you wear your hair. It's so many, you know, different yeah. uh, uh, dynamics. So even just culture-wise, because like the Latino culture is so broad. I mean, Puerto Ricans different than Mexican, different than Colombian. So there's so many things within the culture, and and it's just like sometimes I'll I don't feel Spanish enough you know, like Latino enough. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes I'm too Latino for my white friends or, you know, it's just like that mix of like, my parents were born in Puerto Rico. I was born and raised in Brooklyn, but you know, like I can understand Spanish. My speaking is okay about it, but you know, there's always the not feeling enough in your culture too. So that's one of the things I struggle with, which is what helps with the theme of my website was, okay, I don't feel enough, but I'm going to share the things that I love about my culture, whether it's music, whether it's drinks, whether it's, you know, just food or anything, you know, that's kind of helping me work through falling in love with my culture. Also just showing, you know, I may not be where I want to be, or I may be just too hard on myself. You can also fill a void in the creative world for your culture right now, because you did mention how when you were planning your 40th birthday, there was Mm -hmm. no decoration that wasn't stereotypical or wasn't cheesy and you made it. And I think Mm -hmm. you being that person, you know, other people need that, obviously. There's there is a world for that. So you can kind of fill that void for your culture. And it's incredible that you're giving yourself this platform to be able to do that and still do what you love and create this art that you love, but have fun with it. And we need more people like you from different cultures who are stepping out and doing what you're doing to fill those voids so that other people don't feel like you felt like, oh, this is too stereotypical or I don't have this or I don't feel enough of my culture or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. It's people like you using a platform to change that. And it's incredible that you're doing it. And I want people to support you. Madebyerica.com. Go now. Go do that. Thank you. (laughs) No, but it's it's incredible. So proud of you for that. I'm excited to be in the beginning step of this uh, for you. So since it's so early on then for Made by Erica, what is the very next step you're going to take like after this? Like what is the next big thing you have to do or get done? Well, so I mentioned uh, before we started the podcast that uh, I blew a fuse in my apartment learning <laughs> how to right. use a heat press. Yes. <laughs> so I'm actually wearing one of the shirts that I'm trying to figure out. So what that's is the next thing I wanted to get in. It, so it says, it feels so good to be us. Ooh, I like that. Oh my, did you design that? I did. Yeah. I love that. So I want that on 
like I want to do t-shirts and I also want to revisit the canvas. So this is a, to get the design on the shirt, it's a heat transfer, but it's something else somebody else makes and then I order it and it comes oh. to me. So all I have to do is put the heat on the shirt. So I'm kind of figuring that out today is temperatures and literally the logistics of how do you make a shirt without burning it. And like, I'm going to wash and, this later to see if it falls off and whatnot. And blowing out so, your power. Right, exactly. <laughs> which, you know, we'll learn. Thank God. Parliament's still you know, in one piece. <laughs> but um, uh, it's funny how losing internet and electricity and you're like in a panic. And yeah. Like, oh, my God. Can't run your business <laughs> but, then. Uh, yeah. So that and then the canvas totes, in addition to the prints, is where I want to go as well. So I have two different canvas totes, one that says Bodega Life on it because I grew up in Brooklyn. Yeah. The bodegas. And I kind of wanted to put a funny spin on it. And then the other one says Bag It Up. So I want to launch those as soon as I figure out, you know, how to how to do that because I want to get into like apparel and actual things. So then plus two back to the being environmentally friendly, like just canvas bags. They're yep. just so boring looking, the ones you get from the supermarkets. I and I'm like, maybe if it was fun people would want a cool bag to bring their groceries in you know so or, or like if you live in a city and you're walking from place mm -hmm. to place you don't want like a an ugly looking bag if you're going store to store so that's kind of where i can merge my love of like the environment with also being super fun and creative i don't really hear people often from new jersey talking about their love from the environment so i'm loving that you're saying this <laughs> <laughs> it is it is weird my family till this day because I don't use paper plates like I don't you know use plastic silverware like I'm just very and they're like oh and I'm like well, well you know yeah. you come here you're getting a paper straw or not like it's just, just how it is it, 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 it's weird because like I remember <laughs> like my parents always recycled and like I was obsessed with recycling like you said that to me earlier but there is still some sort of disconnect where I'm like you in the sense of I don't want any waste at all. And my family's like, you're a tree hugger. And I'm like, what? What is wrong with that? <laughs> Why do we need to kill the environment? Yeah. I don't understand. You live here. What is the problem? So keep spreading the, the word in Jersey, please. <laughs> I, th I think it was like a TV movie that Bette Midler did in like the 90s where she played Mother Earth and then she died or was like dying. And I don't know if that was like so traumatic in my head. That was back when the ozone layer <laughs> yep. was like, you know, so big. And it's like, oh, my God you know the sun's gonna come through gonna and die. just melt yeah. you off you know right so i think that was part of like super impressionable like oh my god the environment you know and like living in brooklyn like you don't grow up thinking about no. the environment you you know you go to a park but it's in the middle of a city like it's you just don't like camping wasn't a thought like there's just so no. many things you know <laughs> but not. it's just certain things that stick in your head that you're like oh huh okay and now yeah. it's spilling into your business and it's a good thing so that's really cool so if anyone wants <laughs> to reach out to you to do anything custom at all they can do that, right? Yeah, they can DM me. They can email me as well. You know, I have a link to my email on my website or, you know, just uh, DM on Instagram. All right, Erica. Well, uh, we're going to be watching. We're going to see where <laughs> Made by Erica goes. All the things that I'm sure you're going to do and add and steam and heat press and all of it as a part of Made by Erica. I'm excited for you. Good luck. Thank you for supporting this podcast and for being on this podcast. Yes. Thank you so very much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to Side Hustlers and for supporting Erica. You can go to madebyerica.com. You can also click on any of the links below in the description. You've got all the info you need right there. Thank you, as always, for supporting anyone who has been on this podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, guests that you would love to hear from on this podcast, you can reach out to me, sidehustlerspodcast at gmail.com. You can always follow me. It's at the Carla Marie on Instagram. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Until next week, keep hustling and be a good human. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring? 
but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.